The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome to another Welcome to another episode of the Arise to Success show, where we aim to highlight inspiring individuals and their journeys to success. I'm your host on this show. My name is Jihad. In a homeopathic pharmacy that has been honored with the Royal Warrant since 1980, and she currently offers one-to-one homeopathic treatment or consultations for any acute or chronic conditions. Whether it is physical, mental, or emotional, she helps aid patients with their symptoms. Albanita's passion is to educate and raise awareness about our bodies, getting back in tune with it, listening and understanding what it needs through empowering individuality and healing. Albanita will also be sharing today her personal healing journey and her struggles, being born in Kosovo during war, war time and coming to the UK at the age of four. She went straight into full time, which was a huge shock for her. Struggle through our educational life with learning difficulties, dyslexia, anxiety, digestive issues, acne, other hormonal problems, and a lot of stress. Albanita will talk about her journey into becoming a homeopath. Albanita, welcome to the Rise to Success show. How are you doing? Hi, Jihad. I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So, Albanita, tell us more about you and what you do and what is homeopathic treatment. Um, Some individuals don't know what it is, including myself. I would love to know more about it. Tell us more. Of course. So, I'll start off with, I guess, my own journey and, you know, to where I am now and, you know, what I do now and what I, um, you know, offer to people. So, as you said, you know, I was born in Kosovo during a war um, and it was just kind of me and my mom and obviously my extended family. My dad was actually in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty like, I guess, more kind of uh, stressful and difficult for my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, but that stress now I understand with the work that I do, how it impacts, you know, you throughout your life, even, you know, when you, when you, you know, come out and, um, um, and and so on. So it it, it, it was you know it, my mom tells me stories of you know how you know there was a curfew. So when she started having contractions, she she couldn't leave. Um, mm-hmm. She had to wait, and all the stress, which obviously you know goes automatically to the baby, which was me. Um, mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, that was all kind of done quickly, and you know everything was okay. You know nothing. Um, you know, kind of major happened to either me or my mom. Um, Alhamdulillah, then we came to the UK when I was four um, and, you know, was a little family with, you know, me and my parents. Um, and another shock came towards me in terms of like I started straight away school, full time school. And obviously this is this was me being with my mom 24 seven from the day I was born with all everything that was going on um, to then you know, not under, coming to a new country. Um, and actually my um, grandma passed away like a couple of weeks ago just before coming to the UK. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, mothers and, and children have a very, like, kind of strong connection. So that stress was another thing on top of everything else. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously with the war, uh, my grandma passing away, so my mum's mom passing away just before coming to a new country, then coming to a new country, not knowing any kind of um, language or the English or to communicate with anything, to then going to full-time school where I was kind of like, obviously not knowing the system and how things work out here in the UK. I was kind of, my parents were preparing me to go to nursery where, you know, um, you play a little bit. It's not like, you know, full-time. So I had some, you know, it was a huge shock for me, I guess. And I struggled a lot. I think, you know, I think that even though I know I was four years old, so I had a lot of time mm-hmm. to learn the English and, you know, but I think, you know, now growing up and, and, and studying what I studied and understanding how it affects people, I'm like, oh, okay, um, I understand, you know, it's it, it's not just like, oh, you know, it's okay, um, you know, you came very young and, and so on, but you know what, it, it has an impact later on in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
anyway, I, you know, I was always behind schoolwork. Um, I never really actually knew how to read or write until I was even in secondary school. Um, so I was literally, you know, starting my GCSEs and I was like, oh my God, you know, so obviously not knowing how to read and write, that was a huge kind of confidence, um, like, you know, uh, lowering, Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I had anxiety when people, and you know, people would pick on me or like teachers to read out in class and, you know, people would laugh. So that affected me a lot mentally, emotionally. You know, I hated school. I hated school because obviously it was the first thing where I was, I had that separation anxiety with my mum. So I never, ever liked school. I hated it. And then obviously going to secondary school and obviously being behind with my schoolwork and being kind of in a way bullied and, you know, then came in the hormones, <laughs> mm-hmm. then came in the hormones and, you know, the acne and, uh, and, you know, the smelliness and, you know, all that. And it's like, you know, it's on top of everything else. So dealing with all of that, you know, and it was just, I guess it was a lot on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it you know, it, even digestive in issues and and you know I didn't know I had dyslexia then um obviously um my teachers would would suspect that I would maybe have something but you know I, it never even till this day to be honest has never been kind of um um what's the word um kind of you know diagnosed in a way um mm. but I mean, I, I, I see it and I feel like I don't need to be diagnosed because it's just a label. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've, I've gone through a, a lot of stuff. And to be honest, I hated school. I, like I said, I never even saw my... I just wanted to finish as soon as just minimum GCSEs and just, you know, just, you know, just not just be at home and, you know, and mm-hmm. to be where I am now with a kind of, you know, a, a, a homeopathy and helping people and, you know, it's like a, it's, you know, it's a science degree. Um, it's like, you know, a lot of people, quit. it's like, wow, you know, um, mm-hmm. but I actually, um, alhamdulillah, I passed my GCSEs. I really worked really hard in the last year and um, I was like literally day and now, night. I uh, earned trophies at school for obviously the best performance and just put in so much effort. And alhamdulillah, I passed. Mm-hmm. I went to A-levels. It, it was still a struggle. It was a lot of a lot of cries and a lot of like stress and not sleeping. And um, yeah, it, it was a real struggle. Um, but alhamdulillah, it, you know, um, all my du'as were accepted by Allah. And I, to be honest, didn't even want to go, like I said, to even A-levels, but I did, let alone go to university. Um, mm-hmm. But all my friends were applying and my teachers were like, why don't you just apply? You never know. And I thought, you know what? Um, I always was a person that loved, you know, giving to people, helping people, caring for people. And I was like, you know what, I think I looked at different courses and I was like, oh, I'm going to go. And I applied for a pediatric nurse. I applied and, you know, it didn't go through. And for the right reasons, now I know. And, you know, it was the best thing. And I was like, you know what, I tried and I had the gap year. Um, you know, I was just doing bits of bobs. I did like a bioscience um, kind of course. Um, I thought just have it in, in a bag if anything I need later on. And mm-hmm. I love that was my best year ever being at home, you know, doing, you know, bits and bobs, not having the stress of school. It was the best, best, best year of my life. And I would never forget that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that year, I was receiving emails about, you know, different courses and so on and I stumbled across osteopathy um course and I was like I've never heard of this what is this you know um and I went to the open day event and I was like oh it was kind of alongside naturalopathy and I was like another opathy kind of course I was like what is going on um I was you know so I came home and I was searching and searching and I came homeopathy I was like how many other opathies out are out there um so it was like oh this is like a whole branch that I've never really heard of you know mm-hmm. and I then went to the homeopathy open day event um and that's where I I I, I went and studied and it was so random because you know I never knew about what homeopathy was and 
I mm. randomly just received an email. I randomly went, I, you know, I started searching. And, and to be honest, I started studying and I still quite didn't know what it was, you know, but mm. like something was like, you know, pushing me to go for it. And I just did. And it was around maybe um, like the end of the first year where I was like, I must seem a homeopath myself, you know, like I'm studying this and I'm not, haven't seen a homeopath for myself. And mm. that's when it all kind of fitted in with everything else. I was like, wow, I went to see a homeopath and all my, you know, my anxiety got better. My digestive issues got better. I'm like, wow, this is just amazing. And I'm just like, subhanAllah, like Kala has like guided me like obviously I wanted to be a pediatric nurse and it's like completely in a way different to what I do now it's in the health field but it's completely different and I was like I was just amazed amazed and obviously with my mum um with her health complications and everything I'm just like wow you know even if it's just if even if I just treat myself and just my mom and the people that I love that's more than enough and let alone treating other people and helping other people or guiding other people that was like wow you know what I I just went with it and I was like wow I'm actually getting a science degree you know and it's like from struggling to even read and write to then struggling with so many other things happening and, you know, not even being able to, like, I was, like, struggling just to pass GCSEs, let alone get, like, an A star or B in those days, to then getting a degree and, you know, working Mm -hmm. at the pharmacy, Ainsworth Pharmacy. And I was like, like, subhanAllah, you know, it's it's crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, um, which is where I am now. Yeah, great. Mashallah. I, I love the detailed descriptions, which is khair for that. And I love how you also, you know, showing, of course, that having that trust in Allah is very important, right? Because you had a specific plan, but Allah guided you through a completely different plan, subhanAllah. Um, and of course, you know, that background that you had is always great. But, uh, you know, at the right timing, Allah guides us to different directions based on what's khair for us and what's good for us. So that's amazing. And going back a little bit earlier, you were yeah. born, you know, in Kosovo, where there is war and everything. And before you were born, you said that you were even, you know, it, it, the individuals before they are born, they are affected by the environment. You mentioned yes. that? Yes, yes. It, it, you know, when I see patients, you know, mm-hmm. we we literally ask questions, you know, before even conception, you know. Like, because mm. obviously some couples struggle with conceiving and they go through through different varies, you know, IVF or whatnot. So, you know, and some people may, you know, by accident, you know, they may not be wanted. So all of that has an effect on the right. child, and uh, you know. So it's like, you know, that, because then obviously, say, for example, a couple um, gets pregnant, they didn't want a child, you know, um, mm. that itself, they feel that kind of in a way abandonment already without even being born, you know, yeah. and then maybe when they're born, they're like, you know, they feel like maybe pushed aside, you know, mm. that itself has an impact, because it's like, you know, later on in life, they would maybe, f- they feel like they were never loved, you know, mm. and that then affects their relationships, or they affect, you know, their, their you know, their daily lives, or their you know it just affects them so it all stumbles all the way from the beginning always go at the start you know so we Mm -hmm. literally go from the start all the way to obviously how pregnancy went any stresses any symptoms there um you know how the uh, birth was to childhood traumas um in general like how puberty was any traumas in life because you know depending on how old um, the patient comes to me and what with what problems but yeah um, it has an effect it, it definitely has an effect you know even when you're in your stomach that's that's quite interesting um, Albinita so say for instance because I hear that a lot where the couple didn't want a child you know it could be for anything you know the circumstances you know mm. they have yeah. financial difficulties and they don't have the, they're not ready to mm. have a child say for instance if we consider that scenario and then after they have the child they love the child they give the child all the support and all the love and everything yeah does that child still grow up feeling that they are neglected although they have had that great upbringing sure yeah i mean this is in homeopathy it's all about individuality so Mm -hmm. like the example that you gave so Mm -hmm. 
you know, if we had two similar parents who've gone through, felt the similar things, right? And, mm. you know, one parent, uh, you know, after they gave birth to the child, loved them and they were like, you know, oh, you know. Um, so, for example, a good example is actually my brother. So after um, me, I have a brother and um, he's seven years younger than me. So when my mom found out he, he was, uh, she was pregnant with him, she cried for a, a month, mm. a month obviously with whatever she's been through with obviously with my birth in the circumstances, then changing country and, and not, you know, having that time to settle in. She didn't have, she felt like she didn't have ta- that, but obviously as, as soon as like a month's gone, she was like, you know, loving, you know, happy and loving. And obviously when he was born, you know, it, it's in a good example of that. So we have another couple where maybe they continue to not want that child or feel, you know, they like push them aside and so on you know, those two children are, would be treated differently and we cannot say how it would affect them because, you know, it, it, so many other factors pay, play around it, you know? And this is why in homeopathy is not, this is why we ask how specifically the patients feel and not what we suspect. They may feel, or maybe or they may feel this because of what happened. It it's always has to come from their mouth themselves to mm-hmm. understand because sometimes we see a point of view from our perspective, but it, it, they may feel something different, mm. if that makes sense. You know, so we may suspect, oh, you know, um, you were maybe you felt abandoned, not loved. But in actual fact, maybe they do, mm. you know. So we, mm. we have to be non-judgmental and actually, even if this is the simplest question, we have to ask them because it's about how they feel individually because mm-hmm. no two people from the same parents, you know, in the same household, the same circumstances, the same financial uh, factor, whatever it may be, would feel different. Mm, interesting. So you would take everything that happened in the environment into consideration besides how the person perceives that as well. Yeah, or- because, you know, we're, we all are humans and, mm-hmm. you know, we all are so different. So two people coming for the same problem will be treated completely different because it, 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 it's so many other factors that come to it. Mm. So, and we can never suspect something, oh, I think this is what he meant or she meant this. Uh, you, you will always have to ask how they're feeling, how it, how it feels for them at least, you know, um, because you're treating them and you're not treating how everybody else sees them. That's really interesting that you, fact, you take everything into consideration. So it seems like it's it's a really good treatment. Um, so that's amazing. And we'll learn more about it. I'm just going to remind the listeners in case somebody joined us late that we have Ilbenita Masalli on the show, who's a homeopath um, and who worked in a homeopathic pharmacy that has been honoured with the Royal Warrant since 1980 and currently offers one-to-one homeopathic treatment consult- or consultations for any acute or chronic conditions, whether it is physical, mental or emotional. She helps aid patients with their symptoms holistically. Albanita's passion is to educate and raise awareness about our bodies, getting back in tune with it, listening and understanding what it needs through empowering individuality and healing. If you have any questions or comments, listeners, please feel free to send those on 0779-481822. Albanita, we talked about, you know, um, being a child and before they were born and how they, everything that's happening in the environment impacts on them. Mm. And, and you've you've talked about your experience um, at the age of four, growing up a little bit, and coming to the UK. Tell us more about your struggles throughout your educational um, life. Where you mentioned, you know, you had difficulties with anxiety, um, dyslexia, digestive issues, and other um, uh, other um, health difficulties. And so, if you tell us more about those struggles and how they relate to what you do now, is there a relation to what you do now, or was that something that came up later in your life that you mentioned earlier? No, I just feel like, yeah, obviously, I, like I said earlier, I did struggle with, you know, learning difficulties. And I feel like even mm. now, I, I feel like, you know, um, I still, some areas of my work and the things I do, it takes me more longer than others. But what my course has allowed me is, is it has allowed me to understand who I am mm. and accept who I am. And I am uniquely different to anyone else. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I am not normal or, or I, you know, I'm, you know, um, 
something that, you know, I need to change for myself. No, I don't need to change for myself. It allowed me to understand who I am, why I am the way I am. Like, for example, um, me coming to the, to the UK and going into school, now that I've studied homeopathy and I understand now myself, I'm like, oh, my God, it makes sense that, you know, because I now understand that I'm a person that don't like change. Mm. And even if it's the smallest change, it, it really like I, it, it, I kind of stress about it. Mm-hmm. And so for me at that age to then move to a new country and then go straight into full time school, not knowing the English, I now understand the impact it has had on me and what, you know, why it maybe have caused the issues that I've had, like my, you know, my confidence issues, my anxiety, you know, and because a lot of my family's like, oh, you came when you're four, you know, that it's a good age. And, you know, you, you know, it's not like coming at the age of 19 or 20 when it's more difficult. But I now understand that, yeah, it's true. But for me, it was hard. So mm-hmm. I now doing homeopathy and learning about it. I look at myself as a unique individual and I don't compare myself to anyone else. I now, the way I work and the way I am, I understand things. It just enables me to understand certain things, why I may be stressful, why things are happening in my body. It's, it kind of enabled me to be more in tune with myself um, and accepting it because we all are different and Allah is creating us differently. Um, and, you know, we've got all different strengths and different weaknesses. Um, but we, I feel like we only look at our weaknesses. Um, mm-hmm. But we've got also our strengths and no one's perfect. We all have different, you know, strengths mm-hmm. and weaknesses. Um, and, you know, we just have to deal with, you know, how we are and how our last created. We have to be grateful for what we have, good and bad. You know, and just work with that. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, alhamdulillah now I don't suffer as much with, you know, I'm still in my own healing journey. You know, there's still stuff because we haven't come into this world to be perfect and to be cured. You know, go you go and see someone because I have a lot of patients that they come to me and they're like, oh, you can cure this or you can help me with this symptom or and so on. And um, and I'm like, you know, if Allah wills, I can help you with the symptoms. You know, I can't, if Allah wills me to, you know, gives, you know, a, you know, uh, enables me to help you at least somehow, even however small or however, however big, you know, you know, I will do my best, you know, but everything is in the hands of Allah and I am in my own healing journey. So it doesn't mean that I'm perfect. Like it, Obviously, I know I've listened to a psychologist and she somebody asked her, she was like, oh, you must, you know, have a perfect life because you must have done all this healing. But in this world, every day we learn about ourselves. We go through different phases. So, you know, from teenager to, you know, a new career, maybe to maybe newlywed to a mother to, you know, so many stages that we are constantly learning about ourselves. Things are constantly changing in ourselves that, you know, um, there's always something to be, you know, to to improve on or to heal on or to, you know, new symptoms come along, you know, and you treat them. You, you know, we haven't come in this world to be like perfect, all cured. I don't have no health problems. Um, but I think my message is that understanding when your body gets out of balance and how to deal with it, you know, mm-hmm. because... Allah hasn't just placed us in this world and no cure. You know, yeah. you have to go out there. You know, he's given us this body. It's amazing how everything, you know, for so many years, science, scientists have been doing so many scientists research to mm-hmm. understand our body. And still every day, they're still finding out new things about our bodies. SubhanAllah, yeah. it's actually amazing. And, you know, so it's like, it's a constant thing where even scientists are constantly learning about, you know, human bodies. So, you know, we also need to constantly be, you know, taken day by day and learning about ourselves because, you know, we all are very different um, mm-hmm. and unique. So our bodies and the way we feel and the way we take and the way we operate is also differently. And it also affects us differently, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And being uh, you mentioned being patient with the journey, because a lot of us sometimes, you know, when we're going through a certain journey, we want to achieve a certain goal, for example. Um, we can be impatient and we want to quickly mm-hmm. something or improve something. And as you said, it's constant journey. You know, even experts, 
they have their own constant journey to to um, work in themselves and for that self-development so being patient with the journey whatever it is that you're working on is to be patient with that journey and enjoy the process as well right yes it's a process it's, it's yeah. a process and yeah you it's a journey that we have to we have to um you know embody and just be in the moment mm. be in the moment Absolutely. Enjoy that moment. Um, so yeah. great tips there. Thank you. Um, so we have reached this part of the show where we're going to go for a break. So this is Inspire FM Luton on 105.1. Um, we'll be going for, for a very short break. So listeners, do stay tuned. We have um, Ulbinita Masalli here on the show, who's a homeopath. And she's sharing great tips on how we can look after our bodies. Uh, Ulbinita, you were just talking about your journey and how the surrounding has impacted you before you even were born. So the importance of homeopathy here um, is that we take all that all of that into consideration. After the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about how we can listen to our bodies and what happens if we do neglect our bodies. So please stay tuned and we'll see you very shortly. Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum, welcome back everyone. This is the Arise to Success show. We have Albinita Masalli, a homeopath who worked in a homeopathic pharmacy that has been honoured with the Royal Warrant since 1980 and currently offers one-to-one homeopathic treatment or consultations for any acute or chronic conditions. Whether it is physical, mental or emotional, she helps aid patients with their symptoms holistically. Albinita's passion is to educate and raise raise awareness about our bodies, getting back in tune with it, listening and understanding what it needs through empowering individuality and healing. Albinita is also sharing with us her personal healing journey and her struggles being born in Kosovo during wartime and coming to the UK at the age of four. She went straight into full-time, which was a huge shock for her. Struggled throughout education and life with learning difficulties, dyslexia, anxiety, digestive issues, acne, other hormonal problems, and a lot of stress. Albunita also talks about her journey into becoming a homeopath as well. If you have any questions or comments, or any questions, as mentioned, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to send them on 0779-481822. So, Benita, you talk about, you know, listening to our bodies and taking care of ourselves. Do you have specific tips on how we can do that? And, you know, we sometimes neglect or some of us neglect ourselves. So how do we start looking after ourselves and actually listening to our bodies? So it's such a good question because, you know, um, we are living in a world where we are numbing our pain. Mm. You know, we're taking painkillers for the smallest thing. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean it's been treated. It's still Mm. there, you know. Mm. It's just numbing it. It's just numbing it. We are being so desensitized with our bodies, with social media. We're seeing this, you know, we're seeing other people and we're really, like, in that world. We're in that screen and we're not living. We're not, we're like, oh, I want to do this or let's go and do that. Or when, especially living in London, I think it also is such a fast paced life that is just go 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 you know you know so you first of all you've got all you know this life where it's fast paced then you've got these social media and these phones where you're you're not living in the moment then you've got these you know issues and you know uh where you're you know taking painkillers which i'm not against um when needed they're there for a good reason um but you know it's like not for any small little thing you know, you may take it because you need to push through uh, a day or, you know, it's really bad, but it's not a constant thing where you just grab it, you know, from the cupboard. You know, you, you're not solving it. You're just, you're basically making it worse in a way long term because that is soon, if you don't listen to your body soon, that will then, something bigger will come out of it. You know, so what happens is like, you know, I, I, I the way I see symptoms is unlike to to kind of, um say i don't like to use the word symptoms but i like to use the word signals you you know symptoms are basically signals and they are a good thing 
you know mm-hmm. it's a good thing and we should embrace it and listen to it not ignore it or panic about it oh i've got this thing now what do i do let me take this you know no it's a good thing because you know it's it, it's a positive thing because it shows our bodies are alive mm-hmm. we are alive you know and it's try it's it's basically these signals are trying to make us actually better they're signaling to you that basically something's wrong and I now need to listen to it in order to fix it. So mm. what happens is the majority of people just take painkillers or I don't know what, not ever, anything else. And they just then go with the day like it's normal. Oh, it's okay now, it's gone. And then all of a sudden something happens. Mm. Well, in actual fact, it's not all of a sudden. Mm. Your body's been telling you signals way, way, way before. You just decided to like, just move on and brush it under the carpet. But that carpet then will soon fill up and will grow and grow and grow and grow. And where is it, how else is your body then going to kind of um, tell you? It's going to tell you with something more because it's like, right, listen to me. So what I usually see in my clinic is that, so the first symptoms uh, that I see in my clinic that starts off is a mental emotional. You Mm. get stress or trauma happens. You know, and you, you usually when it's mental, emotionally, you just kind of, like I said, brush under the carpet and just leave it. So what happens is that you, you brush under the carpet, stress, 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 and then your body's like, right, you're not listening to my mental, emotional state that I'm kind of giving you signals to. Let me give you something physical. Mm. So this way you either feel it or you see it because that's the only way. You're going to tell me, you, you, you know, I'm, t- I'm telling you that you need to listen to me. Your body is basically telling you things, you know, but we just don't listen to it. And because, like I said, it's all uh, the fast paced life, the social media, they're just putting a plaster over the symptom and not dealing with it. You know, it's like it's all of this. And it's like your body is actually screaming to you. It's telling you, but we're not listening to it. So the first signs and symptoms that I've realized in my patients that it's the mental, emotional state. Then it goes to a physical state, maybe an acute, acute state where maybe you know I hear a lot of people say, "Oh, I, I've you know I've got a cold or a temperature at the wrong time." It's mm. the wrong time. Why is it the wrong time? Because usually you have like an important meeting or an mm. important project or something, and you've been pushing it through so much that now it's like your body's like so tired and so exhausted working I don't know how many hours a day or pushing through the week and 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 working the weekends because you need to catch up on something or maybe you know mothers who are with having the careers and children and trying to juggle life um and they get ill they get ill they get a high temperature or cold or a cough or whatever and then they can't attend the meeting or it's because why it's because you're now the body is what it's doing is it's giving you acute response it's smallest like a couple of days where you have to probably stay at home to recover basically what mm. then happens is that person then gets up they get better and then go back to their their life again where it's constantly now it's more work because now they have to basically uh work extra because of the days that they missed you know mm. and it it's a continuous cycle right Mm -hmm. and then and then right so you didn't listen to my mental emotional state i gave you a a little acute kind of cold uh, or uh, or uh, or like in a temperature or whatever you still didn't listen to me you're going back to your old habits and you continue 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 to then something else pops up you know Mm -hmm. so it's like the body's telling you and instead of like thinking sitting down like okay i'm stressed what can i do to kind of like help myself you know maybe you know, drawing, I, I, I kind of call it, it's like a wheel where you divide your attention to like hobbies, me time, work, career, children. You know, it's, it's all about balance, 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 balance. And even in homeopathy, when in our bodies, when something is out of balance, there's a symptom. So what homeopathy does is brings you back into your balance so life is all about b- balance din dunya you know uh career and family or friendship life or you know it's like it's all about balance and even in homeopathy and our bodies is constantly having that balance within us as soon as something happens it, it kind of kind of gets out of that balance and we need to get back into balance if that makes mm. sense and you know it'd be like question yourself you know a lot of people nowadays they just you know they just you know go and 
I'm not against doctors. I actually love doctors because there's certain things that I can't do as a homeopath. I mm. can't do surgeries. I can't do blood tests tests i can't deal with emergencies like i can help i can give remedies to help with emergency situations but i can't deal with all of that kind of stuff they're there for a reason you know homeopathy just complements it you know you can use it alongside it with any other medication that you're using so i i'm just really passionate in terms of how you use these different systems out there you know and giving back the power to the per- people themselves instead of like what happens what i see in a lot of paper uh, people as well and this varies from different backgrounds and where they're from mm. is that they go to the doctors and they expect that the doctors can like see through them their bodies and and understand what is happening but doctors mm. don't always have the answer you need to you need to you need to take that control yourself and sit down and ask yourself oh this may be happening because of what i was going through a couple of days ago you know and it's like you need to do you need to this is why when i see patients i mainly don't do the talking i just do the listening i wanted mm-hmm. to hear everything from you i want to i w- i want to question you you know you should always question yourself and everything that you do because you know doesn't necessarily mean that if somebody advises you on something even i love it when question, uh, patients question me and what i give them because mm-hmm. it's your right it's your body you need to take up control mm-hmm. and control of your own self and, and you know and just be like empower your own self that you know actually I, I I know what's best for my body you know because no one else in this world would know what's best for your body unless it's you it has to come from you and once you once you understand that then healing becomes easy um mm-hmm. because you know I mean healing is a never-ending journey um but it, you know it's like it becomes a bit easier mm. Interesting. And you mentioned about the balance. How is there? Are there certain tips to maintain that balance? So this is more in terms of counselling, um, mm-hmm. I would say, and which I don't obviously deal with. But mm-hmm. in, in homeopathy, is that you know, when our bodies like something happens, our body goes out of balance. And mm-hmm. what homeopathy, what I can do anyway, is prescribe a remedy that will help that's best suited to you with your mental, emotional state, with your physical symptoms, everything around you, even your own kind of like, you know, characteristics you you are born with, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, because that then kind of, so for example, with myself, I was born, like I, you know, I'm a, I was a baby where I don't like change. And to mm. this day, I don't like change. That's my that's my thing. So my tendency is when there's something change happens in my life, I know that will cause me stress mm. automatically. I just know how to deal with it now, you know. Mm. But if before, when I didn't know how to deal with that, it was causing me other problems. And so with finding that balance is like so in in in, in my consultation is like I said, we we I jot down mental emotional state physical symptoms everything your you know your character characteristics because that tells me tendencies or where you may sway you know mm-hmm. what may cause stresses or any other imbalances in your body and then what i then do is then go away and look at your case as a whole obviously we also take the kind of you know the genetics of you know family genetics and, and all of that into consideration and give you a remedy that is individual for you that will help you to bring you back into balance because what homeopathy does is it aims to stimulate the own your own body's healing potential um mm. to function on its own allah hasn't created us to be you know taking medication the whole life you know he's created us to function you know without anything you know so what homeopathy does it's it helps you to just stimulate its own it's it basically gives a, a little nudge to the body to then start healing itself it just then it kind of gives them a reminder basically or to come back to balance that's mm-hmm. what it does which is why in homeopathy um it's very gentle and it's a holistic approach like we I've mentioned so many times like we do consider everything because we're not separate parts mm. you know we're a whole you know what happens sometimes nowadays that we look at one thing so if a patient comes with a headache we just look at that headache but we don't look past that headache we have to look mm. past that headache in terms of like why is it is it maybe you're low in iron or maybe mm. is it you know um you're stressed 
you know, or, mm. you know, it's, you need to question it. It's not just a headache. It's yeah. much more than that, you know, and, you know, it's, this is why in homeopathy, you know, um, it's, it's, it's really like, so in like, actually it's one of the principles of homeopathy. So in homeopathy, there are three principles. So mm. the main one is law of similars, which is in other words, like yours, like, and what that means is basically, um, a substance that causes a symptom in, in, in a healthy person can also help cure that symptom as well. So, for example, in homeopathy, we have a remedy called Allium Sepa, which is an onion. So why we would use that remedy, for example, you know, with people who are struggling with hay fever. Mm. So what happens when you when you cut an onion? You know, you start to get watery eyes, you know, stuffy nose or symptoms of basically a person who may have hay fever. So one remedy that we will give for a person who may have hay fever is allium sepa, which is onion. Because why? Because in a healthy person, when you cut an onion, you have similar symptoms to, you know, a person who has hay fever. So mm. giving that remedy in homeopathic form will help them relieve that symptom. And the other, the second um principle of homeopathy is basically a minimum dose we don't need much in our body like i said mm -hmm. earlier we just need to stimulate a little bit give it a little push um for the body to then operate on its own so you're not con you're, it's basically you're not uh, dependent on remedies or medication your whole life you know mm -hmm. our aim is to basically allow your body to operate on its own without anything how it should be basically mm -hmm. and then the third last principle of homeopathy is individuality individuality because we all are different and we all you know you know we all are different so two people with the same conditions won't will be treated differently because you are so different you yeah. are so different and so unique that you can't treat uh, one person with the same remedy as the other because maybe you can but there'll be probably different dosage maybe different other remedies can help with them so yeah. it's yeah it's it's a big a big subject it's, it's very interesting um so Zaklachef for all you shared and just to remind the listeners and Belisa, i'm really hoping that i'm pronouncing your surname correctly am i pronouncing it correctly <laughs> I'm <laughs> my best. um i just realized actually it's with on the on the screen is three L's, which is actually two. It's meant to be two okay. L's, not three L's. But it's Mosole. Mosole, okay. Mosole. <laughs> I just think for the first name. I'm not used to the surname. No worry. <laughs> I do apologize for pronouncing it wrongly. So just to remind the listeners, we have Elbenita on the show today, who is a homeopath who worked in a homeopathic pharmacy that has been honoured with the Royal Warrant since 1980. Elbenita currently offers one-to-one -one homeopathic treatment or consultations for any acute or chronic conditions. Whether it is physical, mental or emotional, she helps aid patients with their symptoms holistically. Albinita's passion is to educate and raise awareness about our bodies, getting back in tune with it, listening and understanding what it needs through empowering individuality and healing. If you have any questions for Albinita or any comments, please feel free to send those on 0779481822. Albinita, you provided, you know, really, really good information there. So JazakAllah khairan and allowing us to understand more about um, what you do in your areas of expertise. Um, Perhaps if we move into telling us a little bit more about your healing journey, um, is there anything that you, you know, you've done specifically for your healing? So I, I like to try different therapies. Um, mm. You know, I know a lot of my colleagues who are homeopaths themselves, they just like, no, just homeopathy. But I'm really open minded. Um, mm. And also a lot of my other colleagues don't agree with a lot of medical other stuff. But, you know, you know what I'm you know, I'm like I said, we're all different and I work differently. So, you know, it's like the way I work will be very different to a different homeopath. Um, mm. And I love different um, trying different uh, treatments. I'm Like I said earlier, I'm still in my own healing journey. I still um, need you know, things that I need to sort out. And homeopathy has helped me. Um, literally, um, I can't even find a word to describe how much his, it has helped me. Um, but I love, you know, um, trying different um, treatments like Mizan therapy and mm -hmm. lymphatic uh, drainage, which is so important for our bodies, you know, so external stuff, you know, because mm -hmm. 
um, also herbalism. I have I have my own homeopath that I go to. I have my own herbalist that I go to. I have my own mizan therapist that I go to. And you know because I feel like I, I believe that to treat a person as a whole, you need both internal and external things. You mm. know, and you know some treatments even even my hijama therapist you know so mm-hmm. it's like you know it's so many therapies out there and it's not like one answer to all like it's not like you know uh homeopathy can cure everything or doctors mm-hmm. can cure everything or uh you know it's like you need to i i believe uh, that you know you should go out there what's out there i guess also being an alternative kind of practitioner before I advise my patients or refer my patients, I want to go out myself and kind of, you know, try it out my first before I kind of refer my patients and see what it does to me first. And then mm-hmm. I can understand it better. And then I'm able to then kind of, you know, tell my patients more and also understand maybe my patients may not kind of, you know, um, need that or they may need this a bit more. Or I believe in a holistic kind of, not only providing holistic treatment, but also like holistic kind of also treatment both externally and internally mm. wow that's amazing so you have your own you know home path you have your own you know different therapies so as you said coming back to what you said earlier we all are in our own journeys and we all are developing ourselves so it's to continue taking care of yourself and that actually kind of um leads to my next question what can we do today? Simple things that we can do from today where we start to look after our bodies and taking care of ourselves. So listeners out there, what would you recommend for them to start doing that? It's a simple answer. And they probably have heard it so many times because I've heard it so many times. And it's just basically taking a bit slow, trying to be in the present moment and question everything, you know, question yourself question why this is happening, why this is happening, you know, don't just, oh, because somebody said, that's it, you know, just go with that. No, I think, I think, you know, sometimes also, you know, at nighttime, I think is the best thing where you journal, you sit Mm -hmm. down and you look how your day is gone, what, you know, what you were thinking, how you were feeling, why maybe you reacted a certain way, um, you know, or like, oh, maybe this is why it's happening because, you know, um, that happened yesterday. Like, you know, and it's like, it's weird because when you sit down at the end of the day, this also helps with your sleep um, because you're kind of like, you're really you're kind of loading everything off and then you can like sleep kind of in a way, you know, subhanAllah, when you... Um, I don't know if it's a hadith or something where you know you 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 know you forgive everyone or everything that you've done and you know you sleep so peacefully and it's the same way you kind of you know allow and you you kind of you know asking for your forgiveness forgiveness to your own body for what you've done through it throughout the day and it's like you're reloading and also at the end of the week you can see patterns you can see patterns that or you know um or you can see things that are happening and this is this is what we do in homeopathy is that i basically look at everything as a, from an outpoint perspective because like i said i have my homeopath because you know i am in my own world and i need someone outside to to see things from an outpoint perspective because we can't see ourselves we need someone else i mean allah has put us in this world to help one another right mm-hmm. we we're not we don't have everything the answers to everything so we need other people to help us you know in our own journeys um and yeah so sit, i think at night time just I think just, you know, there's so much thing. There's not a specific thing I would say. And sometimes it's just time. It's just time. Just time. You know, sometimes, it, you know, you hear something one day and then after maybe a week or a couple of days or even months, you hear the same thing and it just hits, clicks different in your mind. And I guess that's just when Allah has written for you to understand that. Or just, it's just like a realization. It's like, ah, you know, it just it hits differently. It's just time, I feel. And obviously, you need, obviously, Allah will help you in whatever journey, but you also need to take the steps for that. So I think you need to, you just taking a conscious effort to put yourself first, to listen to yourself first, and then do the, re- like, and leave the rest in the hands of Allah. You know, I think that's, and, and time, like I said, then that's it, to be honest. Um, and obviously, you know, because what I do is it's 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 
you know, it's very, I, I can't say specific things because it's like, you know, it's like I would have to see the person and deal yeah. with what's in front of me and what they have, what is going on with them to tell them specifically how they can do yeah. certain things. Um, but sometimes with me, I don't even um, even say anything to my patient. I just, I see them, I listen to them, I give them a remedy and I just allow, I just, I say to them, just take it and just allow your body, just note down any, any changes, positive, negative, big or small, any changes, it, it's a good thing, you mm. know, um, mm. and just give it time and then come back to me and we'll see what's happening. And we then are able to see certain things, you know, um, but yeah. yeah. Now, the tip that you've done, you, you've mentioned, I think is great, which is ending your day with, with that journaling and what you said about the hadith relating to forgiveness. So what you're saying is not just relating to people, but also related to yourself, because there's an, another hadith where we will be asked um, about our health and what we did to our health. So, so that reflection on the self and others is quite important. As you said, it helps with the sleep as well. In 30 seconds, Ilbenita, if we have a slip, what can we do to pick ourselves again? It depends on what that slip is. It mm. really, really depends, you know. And I know it's not the answer maybe a lot of people would like to to hear, but it really mm. depends how big it is, how small it is, how how you know how long you know um, it was it has been a build up until that slip. You know, mm. it can be years, it can be days, it can be months. You know, so it really, really is dependent, and there's not a a, a, a specific answer basically for for that. But yeah. Mm. isn't there's no specific answer it's just it's it's this is why it's like you know you really just need to 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 kind of be like right i need to just wake up and um you know just be in a present moment and yeah it's just right. there's no specific answer Great. Just to, in general, be in the moment and listen to your buddy, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And time, time, time. Brilliant. Jazakallah khair. We have reached the end, but you have been providing great tips, Albinita. So thank you so much. And thank you for um, being here with us on the show today. Listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. Tuning in. I do really hope that you have found this beneficial. Um, and please do stay tuned for future shows, which takes place every Monday, 6 to 7 p.m. Until then, Shazakumullahu khair and assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream? at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.